Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now as Pastor Joe Pettig teaches from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5. Looking at verses 27 to 32, so Luke 5, 27 to 32. The title of our message this morning is Follow Jesus, Share Jesus, Desire Jesus. It's so funny, two Sundays ago after service, my wife and I, we, we stopped at a market. We had somewhere to go. We had an appointment, you know, so we weren't able to spend much time there. And I was at a counter, and I, I shared this uh, a few Tuesdays ago. I shared about this, but uh, we were at a counter, and as I was, it was after Sunday service, and the, the songs that we were singing were on my heart, and I was whistling softly that one of the songs, one of the worship songs, and I, you know, I am set free, and I was just whistling it, you know there whistling at the counter, waiting for the, the guy to wait on me. And a lady about six or eight feet away from me, she put her fingers in her ears and she went like this and she started shaking. And I was like, at first I, I was thinking, is she demon possessed or what? What's wrong with this woman? And I'm thinking, it's not because of my whistling. You know, it was so soft. So I whistled again, you know, even softer, just like, I am set free. Oh, and I was whistling, you know. And I looked over. She did it again. She put her fingers in her ear. She starts shaking. She goes, stop it. I was like, wow, that's strange. And I have to tell you, my sinful nature, my human nature was like, do it again. <laughs> do it louder. Just to see what she would do, you know? But I, I was remembering the message of that morning, how, you know, Jesus loves people. And he's passionate about people. And I'm thinking, you know, this isn't a, you know, a loving thing to do. So I stopped myself. I really, I, everything in me wanted to whistle again. But check this out. I, I stopped my whistling, and the guy behind the counter, he started whistling. Not a, not a worship song, but he started whistling some song, you know, a common song. And I looked over at her, and she did it again. She put her fingers in her ears. She started shaking. She said, she said, real lightly, she said, stop it, stop it. And I so wanted to go and spend time and ask her, you know, what's going on? How come? And maybe she has a hearing problem. Maybe, the, you know, maybe we're whistling, you know, the way we whistle just bugged her or something. I don't know, but I wanted to spend time with her. We had an appointment. I, 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 everything in me wanted at that point to stay there and minister to her and to see, you know, how can I be used, God, with this lady? But we didn't get a chance. We're going to look at a story of one that was ministered, that was an outcast, that was strange. And as believers, as Christians, as we're out in the world, you know, we're to share the love of Jesus. We're to, to, we're to, it's to be evident in our lives that we are those that follow Jesus. We're to, you know, be different than this world. And when we see people that are hurting, when we see people in need, we're, we're to be the ones as believers. And for the most part, I believe we are, but it's a reminder today that we're to be there for those outcasts. We're to be there for those people that are in need. That's what being a Christian is all about. 
This is a wonderful story. And let's take a look and see how Jesus would minister to us through his word. Luke 5, verse 27. And it says, after these things, he, Jesus, went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, follow me. And he left all, rose up, and followed him, followed Jesus. We've been looking at how Jesus has been in Capernaum. That's his headquarters. That's where he set up his headquarters to minister to the people. We, we looked at Simon Peter's home is there in Capernaum. And it's quite possible when, when the, the man that was paralyzed, that they let down through the, the ceiling. Remember, they, the four men let this uh, man that was paralyzed down through the ceiling, that it's possible that it was in Simon Peter's home right there. And Jesus healed the man. Remember, he said, you know, take up your bed and walk and go home. And he, he took up his bed. He started going home. And it says all the people were amazed. Well, that's what just took place. And he also forgave him of his sins. Remember that? But now he meets up with a tax collector named Levi. For those that take note, to, to let you know, Levi is the same person as Matthew, the one that penned the, the gospel of Matthew. That's who this is, this tax collector. This is Matthew. This is the one that, that penned the gospel. This is one that became one of the apostles, one of the 12 apostles. It's this man right here, the man that's been changed. Some believe that his name was changed right then and there. Levi. Levi means to join or to, to adhere to, you know, and, and it's possible, you know, some speculate. We don't know for sure, but, but some speculate that his, his name was changed right on the spot because the, the word Matthew means gift of God. And it's possible that, that God changed his name, that Jesus changed his name and says, yeah, you're, you're joined, you're Levi, but, but from now on, you're my gift. You're my gift. You're a gift from God. You're a changed man. Follow me. And this man got up immediately, left everything, and he followed Jesus. You need to understand something about tax collectors. They were outcasts. They were detested. They, you know, Jews and Gentiles, they, they hated the tax collectors. They, they, they wanted nothing to do with them. I guess some things never change, huh? I mean, tax collectors. Are... <laughs> Sorry about that. But they, the Jewish people considered them traitors because they would betray, they thought they betrayed their nation for material gain and they weren't even allowed in the temple. They weren't allowed in spiritual quarters when, when you know, there's ministry going on. They were outcasts. They weren't allowed to come near the temple. They weren't around to, allowed to come near those things that when they, they gathered together in religious circles, they were outcasts. They were told, get out. You're not allowed. That's pretty heavy. If anybody needed the Lord, it's tax collectors, the outcast. Jesus called him and said, follow me. To me, it shows me big time that Jesus loves the outcast. Jesus loves those that are 
rejected. He, he, he wants to, you know, to be a part of their lives. And it's the same today. Jesus loves the outcasts. And as his children, we're to love the outcast. We're to love those that are rejected. We're to, you know, Jesus, typically when you see, you know, read stories about him, he kind of gravitated to the, the one that needed the most help. When he was out and about, the one that needed the most help, that's where he was. He, he wanted to be there. He wanted to help. Who needed the most help? Jesus was there. And as his disciples, I, I believe that's where we're to be, right there. Maybe this morning you're feeling like a terrible sinner. You're feeling rejected or you're feeling outcast. You're, you know, you're, you're wondering, you know, is, does Jesus really love me? Well, I have good news for you. Jesus loves the sinner. Jesus loves the outcast. Jesus loves those that are rejected. And he's constantly looking and reaching out to you and saying, come, in, come home to me. Come near to me. I want to minister to you. I want to change you. He wants to change all of us. He loves the outcast. I think about, you know, when I was growing up, our family, we moved many times. We, you know, sometimes we would go to different schools and it was in the middle of the school year, towards the end of the school year sometimes. And, and, you know, there's, you know, some of the schools had real, you know, heavy cliques, you know, the kids were, you know, had their little cliques and, you know, you were an outcast. And I, I know what it means to be laughed at and shunned and all those type of things. And, and to, you know, to be an outcast where they don't want anything to do with you. But Jesus loves those people. It was so awesome. When I you know, was in junior high school, middle school, I, I played football and track. And, and then you know, I started becoming popular and, and, you know, the, because of that, because of track. And I was hanging out with the cool people. But you know what? I wasn't even a Christian and I knew something. I knew that those that are rejected, those with no friends, I went out of my way to befriend all the ones that had no friends. Because I knew what it was like. And I wasn't even a Christian. I wasn't even born again. But, but I knew the feeling. I knew what it was to be rejected. I knew what it was to be laughed at and scorned. And people just saying, you know, get away from him. And all that kind of stuff. And I did my best to, to go after those. I even had my friends do that. I told my friends that were like, I, you know, it's kind of, you know, how it works. And I don't know it still works that way, I guess. But, you know, they were like under me. My friends were under, you know, me. And, that, and I would tell them, you know what you need to do? You need to befriend those guys, those ones that don't have friends. That's, that's what we should do. And they're like, really? And I said, yeah, that's what we should do. You know, if I had children in schools, I would tell those kids, I'd say, you know what? You go and you try to find those kids in school that don't have any friends and you try to make friends with them. Why? Because Jesus loves the rejected. Do you think that Jesus doesn't know what it's like to be rejected? He was despised and rejected by men. A man with sorrow acquainted with grief. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. He came to his own. Check this out. God himself became a man. He came to his own people. Those that he created, he came to the, you know, he came through even the Jewish line. Those that he created, he came to man and they rejected him. Imagine that. Imagine the ultimate rejection, his own creation, the ones that he created and he breathed into them and gave them breath. And they were like, I don't want anything to do with you. Crucify him, kill him, get him out of my life. Sad thing, they still do that today, don't they? 
We live in a world, we live in a, at least in this country for sure, where we, we can talk about just, we can talk just about anything at all, except don't talk about Jesus Christ. Have you tried that out before? I'm sure most of you have. I've been in situations, you know, everything's going great, you know, things are great, everything, you know, laughing and having a great time and everything, and then you just start talking about Jesus, and everybody looks at you like, what are you doing? Why are you talking about him? And they reject him. He was despised. He was rejected. He still is today. But guess what? He looks for those that are rejected. And we're to reach out to those that are outcast. Matthew, he was an outcast. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. I'm not casting you out. You follow me. What does it mean to follow Jesus? What does that mean? Following Jesus, following Jesus. I, you know, first of all, you think of following someone. If, if you're following them, they've got to be in front of you. You know, they're leading, right? And I think it's, you know, basically it's that simple. You know, he leads us. He's in front of us. We, you know, we allow him to direct us. We allow him to navigate our lives. And I believe it starts first with, you know, becoming born again. His Holy Spirit lives inside of us, Right? As believers, God's spirit's inside of us. And you know, it's like a, like a GPS inside of us. You know, so when we're going the wrong way, the, the GPS, the Holy Spirit goes, he brings conviction, conviction. He says, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, it is, you keep going the wrong way. And he's, the conviction gets stronger and stronger. And then you turn away, you repent. He's like, yes, now I can lead you. And I think that's part of it. The word of God, staying in the word of God. You know, this is like our, our map that navigates us. And, and as we're walking and as we're trying our best to follow Jesus and, and do it his way, and we start reading his word and his word says, you know, you know I want you to walk this way. You're like, yes, I, I want you to have peace. And you're like, oh Lord, give me peace. I, I want you to be filled with joy. You're like, Lord, yes, I want your joy. And, he, and then his word just, you know, shows us the way. Following Jesus. I think also fellowship is we, you know, we, we have fellowship with others. Those that are mature, those that have gone before us. And they, and they, they tell us, you know, no, 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 no. You don't want to go that way. I, I've been that way before. Really? Isn't it wonderful to hang out with mature Christians, those that love the Lord? And I think that's part of following Jesus. You're, you're hanging out with the brothers and sisters in Christ, those that you can trust. And they're, they're like, no, 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 don't do that. Boy, I did that. And boy, what a mess. Stay on track. Keep following Jesus. Don't lose that connection. Prayer. How can you follow Jesus without prayer? How's your prayer life? Are we, you know, it's like you, we've got a... a instant connection. It's almost like we have, you know, a cell. You know how sometimes your parents, they give their, their children, you know, cell phones. They say, here you go, honey. That way they can always get in contact with them. Honey, you have any problems? Call me, you know, and I'll call you. And I look at some of these, I see little kids this big, they're carrying their, their cell phones, walking around like, really? You know, what do they call their parents up and their parents call them. They have that instant connection. And guess what? We have the same thing. Instant connection. We can talk to our heavenly father 24 seven. Get off track, you're like, oh, Lord, oh, no, I messed up, Lord. I think I took the wrong road. 
What do I do? He's right there to tell you. Following Jesus means he's your shepherd. He goes before you. And he's your good shepherd. He'll never steer you wrong. What an honor, what a blessing it is to follow our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Are we following Jesus? David said in Psalm 23, most of you know it, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me, Lord. You're my shepherd. You're my good shepherd. Levi. Turn to Matthew. Follows Jesus. It's so funny. I love going on walks. And in our neighborhood, there's constantly, you know, there are, you know, you see people walking their dogs and, but there's times, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes the dog is walking the owner. Do you ever see that? And sometimes it's just like, you know, he's leading, he's directing. It's like the dog is showing the owner which way he wants to go. And it's so funny sometimes. It's like they're going like this and the dog goes, no, this way. And then they'll walk this way and they'll walk that way. And it's like, it's like wait, wait, something's wrong with that picture. They're, you know, the owner's being walked. He's being led. And just a little while ago, I seen one, this lady's trying to bring the dog home. It looked like, and the dog just was, was fighting, going like this, going this way. And she's pulling this way. And the dog's going this way. And she's pulling this way. Dog, finally, the dog just sat there and just like, I'm not going to go. This lady, literally, I'm telling you, she got down and she started pushing her dog towards the house. And I wonder sometimes with us, is it that way with us? Or are we just following Jesus? John 8. Jesus talking to the religious leaders. John 8, 12. He said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Jesus is saying, I'm the light of the world. I'm the torch that goes before you. And if you just follow me, you'll never be in darkness for your whole life. You'll walk in the light as I'm in the light. And I'll illuminate your steps. I'll make your direction clear. Just follow me. So don't lose the picture. Jesus walks up to Matthew. He's in a tax booth. He's collecting taxes. And Jesus simply says, follow me. He leaves everything. He starts following Jesus and check it out. Verse 29, then Levi gave him, Jesus, a great feast in his own house. And there were a number of tax collectors and others who sat down with them and their scribes and Pharisees complained against his disciples saying, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I've not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. Don't lose the story. Matthew, I believe he's so excited about his new life. He's so excited about meeting, meeting Jesus. He wants all of his friends to meet Jesus. So he has this big feast. 
And he invites the disciples. He invites Jesus. And they're all there. They're sitting. They're eating. They're having fun. They're, they're, you know, I'm sure they're laughing. They're, they're having a joyous time. And the, 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 the Pharisees were like, why are you guys doing that? Why are you sitting with sinners? Why are you sitting with these tax? Why are you with these outcasts? And Jesus says, hey, I, I've come for the sick. You guys don't think you have need of me. But you know, the tax collectors, they know they need me. I've come for the sick. One thing we see here, I believe, Jesus is a friend of sinners. He's a friend of sinners. Mark's account even tells us that that these guys that they were sitting with and eating with, they ended up following the, the tax collectors, the sinners ended up following Jesus. It's found in Matthew, or excuse me, Mark chapter 2. So funny, Mark Twain once said, check this out. He said, after spending time with religious people, I understand why Jesus preferred to spend time with tax collectors and sinners. <laughs> Let me tell you something. There's many times I'm here. I'm singing to the Lord. Spending time in his word, spending time in prayer and and I meet with the Lord as we're gathered together and he's here. It's like he's tangible. He's speaking. He's filling me with peace. He's filling me with joy. He's filling me with his love. And I don't know about you, but many times I'm here and I'm like, Lord, I do not want to leave this place. Lord, can I stay here until the rapture? Can it be just like this until we're caught up together with you in the air? Can it be like this, Lord? And I don't know if you've ever been there before, but I'm telling you many times as we're gathered together and, I, you know, just singing to the Lord or just praying. And sometimes up here, I'll just be praying or, or reading the word or even the scripture reading or the response of reading. And it's just like, I'm so overwhelmed with his presence. I'm so overwhelmed with his peace. I'm so overwhelmed with his joy. And I'm like, Lord, just let us stay here. And I pray it's like that for most of you that are here. I pray that happens. If not, you know, I'd, I'd ask him you know, to see, check your heart. I don't know why it's not happening with you, but it happens very often with me because you know, when we gather two or three or gather together in his name, there he is. He's right here. He's in our midst. So I don't want to leave that place. But then as I'm talking with the Lord, he reminds me, you need to go out there in the world and they need to experience this joy. They need to experience this love. They need to experience this grace. And I want to make something very clear. You know, sometimes people think that misery and, and Christianity go hand in hand. And that's not true. Jesus is eating with the sinners and tax collectors. They're, they're having a good old time. And, and I want to make sure we understand that. It's not like misery. I'm a Christian, so I'm miserable. Come to church. Let's get miserable together. Can't eat things that are this or drink or do this and you can't do that and it's, it's a great thing. You're going to love it. That's not Christianity. Christianity is joyful, peaceful, loving. We have things, Christians that are born again, blood-bought saints of the living God. We have something that the world does not have and cannot have apart from Jesus Christ. They can't have it. 
They might have a, a, you know, laughter and fun and all these things that, you know, but it's not the same. It's not a deep joy that stays with you continually. It's not a deep peace that's continually guarding your heart and your mind. And they can't have it. And, and as believers, we're to go out into the world and we're to share that. We're to, to, to be filled up as we're here. We're to be filled with this word and filled with this spirit. But then we go out into the world and we share that and we hang out with the sinners, the tax collectors, the outcasts, and those you know that God has called us to be around. And you might say, the pastor's telling me to hang out with sinners? Yes. As we come to your throne of mercy, it's the sound of our singing praise. It's the sound of our singing praise. You have been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick and Outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, Call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our service times are Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Now, may we continue to go to his throne of mercy as he changes us from glory to glory. As we come to your throne of mercy, it's the sound of our singing praise. It's the sound of our singing praise.